0: This is Outlandish Outcasts at OutlandishOutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Dazzy. How are you doing tonight, Dazzy?
1: Mm, I'm doing lovely.
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> doing lovely.
1: I'm doing real good.
0: That's good. That's good. I'm
1: feeling good.
0: It's Good. You know, summer's coming to a close, it's September. Aww. it's the truth
1: i know but that's like i mean some people love winter i don't
0: i hate winter but i like i like fall (sighs) but i'm not a fan of winter
1: i like the colors but as i get older and my sinuses I used to like
0: fall. Mm-hmm. See, I have more, like, allergy problems in the spring. I don't really have anything in the fall. I have
1: so. them in the spring and in the fall. Fall used to be my favorite season. And then allergies yeah. happened. Yeah. And now fall can kiss it. <laughs> so, Summer, I love you.
0: Everything can just be Summer. And unfortunately.
1: I if my sister-in-law thinks I'm talking about her right she now. She might. Summer, I love you, too. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, our summers are humid. If we were in a dry place, it would be all right.
1: But I love dry, hot.
0: Yeah, we don't see a lot of dry, hot heat.
1: No, <laughs> no. Although there were some hot days without the humidity. Yeah, there was a couple, and I really enjoyed those. Yeah, and not the humid days.
0: Well, I believe I am first this week.
1: Uh, you are,
0: and I'm going to start with a story. This story comes from right before the whole world changed and COVID hit everybody.
1: Okay, so pre-COVID,
0: pre-COVID, right pre-COVID. Okay, like, very pre-COVID. This has nothing to do with COVID. I just figured I'd mention it's pre-COVID. I'm going to talk about kids and school and oh, that oh thing god, going on, so. are
1: we going to start associating pre-COVID, post-COVID? Wouldn't surprise me. Ugh. <laughs> I just want to stop talking about COVID. But it's here.
0: There is a a tradition in the Midwest. Um, We are technically in the Midwest. This tradition does not take place here, which isn't surprising. We are not a farming community here.
1: I grew up in a farming community.
0: There is a tradition at many high schools in the Midwest that once a year, there is a drive your tractor to school day.
1: Nope, didn't have that. But I bet I know some people who lived in... Iowa, maybe. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. Hmm. I'll be like, "Hey, M, did you ever drive your tractor to school? Because she did grow up in a farm."
0: The, the 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 story I'm talking about today came from Illinois, and it is uh, they interviewed a 15 year old uh, Brent Highstand Heist, and he said it's his favorite day of the year. He longs for it every year.
1: Well, who wouldn't want to drive their tractor, tractor like one to school? Year,
0: one day of the year, he gets to drive himself to school, and nobody can tell him he can't do it.
1: That's because you don't have to have a driver's Correct. license he said to he, drive a tractor.
0: He's at 15. It was 15 this year when they had the drive the tractor to school day. Uh, he talked about when he was 14, he kind of milked it a little. He drove really slow to and
1: back from, <laughs> well, duh.
0: from school. Uh, no
1: one's in a rush to get to school. I'm sorry.
0: His His tractum, which he calls freedom <laughs> top tops out at about twenty miles per hour. I love it, and uh he gets super excited of course, anytime he has a chance to drive to the drive your tractor to school day very thing. young um this is there's like there's many rural high schools across the midwest that have this this uh, drive your tractor to school day. And it usually takes place in February at the end of the natural future farmers of America, national future farmers of America week, which takes place every February. Yep. So, um,
1: I was part of that one year, two years
0: in this school in Illinois. It happens to date back to the, uh, early eighties. And, uh, that, and Brant's father remembers actually driving his tractor to school. So I thought that was kind of cool.
1: You said National Farmers of America? Maybe yes. I wasn't part of that. I was part of Future Farmers of America. Yeah, this
0: is National Future Farmers of America.
1: Oh, oh, maybe I, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, they interviewed a lot of kids for this article. A lot of them talked about how they don't have the nicest cars. Their family is kind of poor, but they get really excited on this day because they get to drive their tractor and be the hero of the day, kind of, and show well, off. What, we had a tractor, and have. it was
1: a beater. It wasn't like your John Deere. No, yeah, uh, brand new. But it was a tractor, and it did what it needed to be done.
0: Yeah, of course. That's. I mean, that's what they're. That's what they're for. Um, when Tractor Day does finally arrive, um, the kids that drive typically, you know, head out a little around seven o'clock in the morning. Climb into their tractor, there, this uh, Alec Alec Langley talked about how his drive took about 25 minutes to school in the and tractor. And he was probably
1: going 10 miles an hour. Um, I don't know how far from the school he lived, but I know if that was me, yeah. I, I wouldn't be driving full max capacity. Alec
0: <laughs> Alec drove to school, got to the parking lot, and the first thing he did was lifted the bucket way up, and he had American flags attached to the bucket, you know, and everybody oh, cheered. Funny. and thought that was kind of cool. Um, this year, 16 kids at this high school happened to show up with their tractors. Uh, I thought it was kind of sad that at eight o'clock schools, this school starts their school at eight 15. Okay. At eight o'clock, the students all gathered, did a bunch of cheering for the tractors and then it was over. Tractor day is done. Go to class. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Um, but it was just like, I thought maybe there'd be like something,
1: you just drive Some your tractor to school.
0: School thing, maybe an hour of school that was talking about tractors or something. But these are kids who take agriculture Why, classes. Exac- well, don't.
1: not only with or without classes well, these to kids teach them, they, took they, raise, they, they are raised. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, I understand that. I definitely understand that. They, they this, don't
1: need to be taught But it. these
0: children were all in an agriculture class so that they interviewed for this. So, But he said, you know, as i had to had to go to school after that which isn't the funnest but the great part is knowing that when the day comes to an end i get to drive my tractor home i <laughs> thought that was really cool, to have that to, was have cool. kind of a heartwarming you know kids are kind of going through a lot of crap right now nobody knows what they're doing for school and it's definitely not normal and I just figured to tell a little story about a normal high school in the midwest from literally february right before this all came down
1: well that's awesome that's awesome. Hopefully, they sh- they should be able to do that again this year because you know what? They're solo and they're driving.
0: They should be as long as school. they're in school.
1: As long- Yes, this is true. <laughs> this mean, is true because it could be online. If you're doing okay.
0: online school, you can drive your tractor to school every I day. Lied.
1: I lied. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that part of it. But.
0: but you're also looking at the Midwest and a lot of schools in the Midwest are opening, unfortunately. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, my story um so on your wedding day let's say you forget about the jewelry, the flowers, the thought of the honeymoon trip. Okay. What about actually receiving like getting your teeth removed as a wedding gift from your parents? What? I would love that.
0: Uh, not a wedding gift.
1: Replace with a full set of dentures.
0: I don't know. For a wedding gift? That's, yes. That seems rather one-sided.
1: Dentures can cost up to ten thousand. No, I understand they cost fifty thousand. I understand
0: that, but you know, people buy a toaster because both the husband and wife will use Except the toaster. said parents
1: buy you this. Yeah. Really?
0: If my parents bought me that, I'd be I'd feel bad they didn't get you anything.
1: You'd be you'd feel bad or pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm difference? just kidding. Just kidding. Um Well back in the day, um people relatively they did have the good teeth, so I'm just gonna give the history here mm-hmm. before we get into facts. Um we chomped on meats, roots, chewed herbs um, bark enjoyed occasional fruit when we were lucky and that was basically it we had no sodas to worry about no Mm -hmm. chocolate no sugar so up until about 1960s Mm -hmm. um a wedding gift Mm -hmm. an extravagant wedding gift gift was a brand new set of dentures (laughs) having all your teeth pulled at once (laughs) and receiving dentures and back in the day The average age was, what, 18 or younger? Wow, yeah. Before 1960. Yeah. There's no age in here, but I'm just going off of. People were definitely
0: younger getting married then.
1: Yes. Um, So, eventually being smart, um, animals that we are, we discovered honey and sugar, or sweet beets and sugar cane around uh, 350 and 250. (laughs) 3,500 to 2,500 years ago, people started producing sugar as we know it in India. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fast forward to the 17th century in, in British um, Empire colonies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the British tasted the sugar and go absolutely nuts over it. I mean, it's sugar. Yeah. Why well, wouldn't you? Well, Why wouldn't show, you? Of course. Um So, head over heels, nuts about the sweet, sweet sugar. They bring back to England. The sugar flooded, like, flood starts roaming around. Britain first, and then Europe later. Mm -hmm. Uh, sugar is cheap, and because everyone loves it, um, and everyone can get their hands on it because it is cheap, um, everyone's super happy, but sugar causes cavities. Yep. So, going to a dentist, we all know, is not cheap.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Um, And we all know there wasn't dental insurance back in the day either. (laughs) No, there was not. So, um, you would think people would stop eating sugar.
0: (laughs) Of course not.
1: Hell no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that ain't happening.
1: It's not happening. So people, instead of going to the dentist and spending a ton of money every time they get a cavity or something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was tradition, or not tradition, but a custom or normal mm-hmm. for a wedding gift a wedding to be, gift to be teeth. a set of dentures. Hmm. To have go in and have all your teeth extracted and handed a nice set of teeth so you do not have to worry about having bad teeth, having... Teeth pain, because we all know how teeth pain is. Yeah. Um, so that was their solution to this. Uh, so people would rather visit once and have all their teeth pulled for um, that and just suffer mm-hmm. for the one day because there was no anesthetics yeah. back in the day. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it wasn't fun getting teeth pulled.
1: No. And, uh, um having their teeth removed and using a set of dentures instead meant a prettier smile showing off their natural cavity. It's prettier smile than showing off the natural cavities having. So it was a win-win regardless of the pain. Um, And nowadays it's pain-free getting your teeth pulled. Yeah. So, well, during the process, during I don't the process. know how. I don't know how it would feel to have all your teeth pulled in one day. Yeah, no. But idea. But I do dream of it someday because <laughs> I'm tired of going to the dentist. The dentist scares the living daylights out of me. Yeah. Thanks to my dentist from when I was five. Yeah. He traumatized me. So, ask your parents for dentures for your wedding because you could claim it as. Well, Grandma got a set. Yeah, Grandpa got there you a going. set because this is it happened all the way up to the nineteen sixties, even in America. Hmm.
0: I'd never heard of it.
1: I had never heard of it, but it made Seems me like wonder. A crazy because wedding gift. Growing up, like my grandparents both had dentures.
0: Mm-hmm. Mine, and most most of mine did. I had one grandparent who didn't.
1: They were in their fifties though. Yeah. How full set of dentures? You know, their teeth weren't that bad by that age. Maybe. So it makes me wonder. Did this maybe happen to them, and I wasn't aware Anywhere of it, of it? Maybe. and they just didn't tell that story? Maybe my aunt and uncles know about this story. I don't know. It's just a part of life I'm <laughs> unaware of, but it makes me wonder, because I think it's really odd that they both had dentures at such a young age. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Weird. Cool. I mean, if we ever get married, do you know what I want? Dentures. I want.
1: Fixed dentures. I don't want them to fall out of my mouth when I'm laughing. No. No.
0: Hmm.
1: No, I want them to look real. (laughs) What?
0: Nothing, nothing.
1: I thought that was kind of cool, though. That is cool. That is cool. Well, at first, when I came across it, I was like, this is a little out there. Like, really? And then I kind of researched it more. I'm like, holy crap, this was not that long Hmm. ago.
0: Yeah. I have, my next story is... You didn't
1: find that interesting. I found it
0: interesting. hmm
1: Okay, go on.
0: <laughs> my next story comes, uh, was first told on another podcast.
1: Which podcast? In 2018. 18? 2018. Two years 18. ago?
0: Yeah. It was on uh, the Osborne family's first episode.
1: Osborne's? Yes. Like the Osborne?
0: Like Ozzy and Sharon, and yeah, they had a podcast for a little while. Wow. How um, did I
1: not know about
0: that? I didn't either.
1: <laughs> Weird.
0: But they told a story on the first episode that I found very, very heartwarming.
1: Ozzy Osbourne has dentures.
0: Yes, he does.
1: I <laughs> wonder if he got them for his wedding. Okay, <laughs> sorry.
0: Um, They told a story about some of the highs and lows from their you know, time on the reality show. And they also touched a little bit on Sharon's battle with cancer. Okay um jack had said that you know it was not a very fun time for anybody probably the least amount of fun for his mom um and daughter kelly chimed in and uh said that uh her mom at 65 or or who's now 65 so this is a few couple years ago but when she was going through chemo treatment and her hair began to fall out she just decided she was going to give up she wasn't going to do treatment anymore
1: she was she gonna w- she give w- up with life?
0: Yes, she was ready to die.
1: Because her hair fell out?
0: Well, she was going just going through the whole cancer treatment altogether. Well, she I couldn't miserable.
1: imagine going through cancer treatment because yeah. she was
0: uh lying in her bedroom. Uh she had it curtained off so nobody and nobody could come in. It was pitch black. And uh she hadn't gotten out of bed for about a week. Uh the dog had to go to the hospital because the dog was dehydrated. Her mom was also dehydrated. Aww. Um, And they just couldn't get her to go back and finish the chemo. Then, Ozzy had an idea. He called Robin Williams. Shut the front door. To come over and cheer Sharon up. Who
1: wouldn't that guy cheer uh, up, though?
0: (laughs) Ozzy said, laughter's the best medicine. I can't think of another another way for this to go down. Uh, So Robin came over um everybody in the house is pretty much in tears at this point robin oh, walks yeah. up i want to cry
1: just thinking about robin it robin
0: walks up the stairs to the bedroom and within minutes everybody is crying because they are laughing so hard at the things robin is saying and doing to try to cheer sharon up um the next day sharon went in uh, back into her chemo and recovered from
1: it's amazing what positivity can do, yeah, and being in that mindset and feeling like that, it's no wonder a lot of people have a hard time, especially, I'm not saying that their family wasn't very supportive yeah. or anything like that, but knowing that family and watching the reality mm-hmm. TV show of that family, she was the support, she, yeah, was, she was the, the anchor to that family. Definitely. Like if it would have been anybody else, I can guarantee none of them would have felt like that because she would have been there driving yep. them to it.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree totally. I just I saw this and it gave me a heartwarming feeling, and then it got me. A little it made sad. me sad.
1: It made me feel good. Like God, <coughs> he was such a good person. It made me.
0: It made me feel good. And it, it, made me like, oh it made my me sad. Then it made me sad again when I, you know, when you think about Robin Williams and his suicide, and it's just like if especially in this time where people are alone some you know trying to distance and some people are alone if people are going through things reach out to friends and family and just say hi make sure everybody's okay
1: that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah just that a, was a good story yeah, though i thought so i thought so happy but sad yes. all at once <sighs> you're such a Debbie down <laughs> okay I'm not gonna help the Debbie Downerness.
0: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> so, oops. Um, the I'm gonna go into Ada Constant Kent. Have you ever heard of her? I don't think so. Okay, so I'm not gonna read the it's full title. Not related title. to Clark. No. Okay. No, I'm not reading the full title. I've decided I'm not always going to do that anymore. Okay.
0: I usually don't, because it gives away the story.
1: That's kind of (laughs) why I don't want to, especially with this, because it's an
0: unexplained mystery.
1: I'll tell you that. I like mysteries. So, the strange riddle of the... Okay, I can't say this. I should have looked it up, and I didn't. The fingering hole skeleton. Oh, shit. Okay. I tried. (laughs) Um, It, uh... Constant Kent, aka Connie Kent, was a British actress who appeared in both stage and film productions. Um, After a long period of working in London, London Ada moved to the English countryside. Unmarried, she lived alone at her cottage. Ooh, I need to learn to talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. You're not on like a podcast or anything.
1: (laughs) <laughs> probably a good thing i'm not on a podcast i think it's because i'm like on drink one and a half here yeah and these are like 16 ounce glasses <laughs> so those are usually my water glasses when i'm working because yeah. if i drink two or three of those while i'm working i know i'm good on water however there's alcohol in them now because we're talking to each other <laughs> i need alcohol to talk to you Alan. yeah i understand i know <laughs> so anyways uh Ada moved to the English countryside. She was unmarried. She lived alone in her cottage in a small and beautiful English village of Fingering Ho. I hope I'm saying that. Fingering Ho. Ada was a recluse and seldom mixed with others. Um She was last seen alive on March sixth of nineteen thirty-nine. Holy cow! When she went into the Whaleborn Pub, I love the name of that. I want to open a bar and just call it Whaleborn. Whaleborn. People will think we're nuts here, though, because
0: there's no whales here.
1: There's no oceans that would even have whales. No, no. No. Um, Maybe if we opened it an hour from here, we might get away with it. Maybe more likely to get away with shark whale or shark bone yeah not really but you know there's always those rumors anyways um where she would buy her usual pack of woodbine cigarettes woodbine i was like what the
0: heck okay
1: okay anyways move me along why don't you
0: i it doesn't surprise me like
1: Woodbine cigarettes? Yeah,
0: we're talking the 30s.
1: I know, but it's still weird, mm-hmm. Woodbine. Oh. Anyways, uh, in 1939, Ada was reported missing by worried, by a worried friend who said she had not been seen for three months. She told police that she had visited and searched her house looking for Ada but did not find her. Uh, the camp police asked uh, Bernard uh, Constable, uh, local police, to check the house which he did with another person. His statement is clear that nobody or nobody was in the house at the time of the search. Press reports state that she seemed to have just vanished um, from her cottage for cottage one summer's afternoon. These reports contain the following information. Okay, so the door to the cottage was found unlocked, a supper tray with the remains of a meal was resting on top of the dining table. A copy gross. of, of
0: <laughs> I mean, she wasn't reported missing for three months. That's gross. That's going to be some gross food.
1: Yeah. A copy of Romeo and Juliet was found open in the chair near the fireplace. Oh, she her poisoned coat, herself somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> her coat was still on the hook. Huh. Um, police searched the cottage from top to bottom and found no clues to her whereabouts of Ada. Uh, three years later, in 1942, a close friend of Ada, Ava, George Win- Cole, uh visited the cottage to track down his missing friend. He claims to have broken in through the locked front door, searched the small three-room house. From top to bottom, he checked under the furniture in the cupboards. He noticed the open book and, and supper tray, Like the two previous searches, he found nothing out of place. He, too, uh, stated it appears Ada just vanished and never returned. Hmm. Um, In March of 1949...
0: uh, So, like, a (laughs) decade later now, huh?
1: uh -huh, Uh-huh. Bank contacted the local police regarding Ada Kent's account. The bank stated they had tried but failed to contact her on a number of... uh, number of occasions regarding the number of large deposits made into her account. Really, The last deposit had been made in September of 1948. Oh. Police, again, went to check the cottage, and this time they found a shocking discovery. In the bedroom lane next to a single bed was a fully clothed skeleton. Next to the skeleton was an empty bottle of marked poison. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: said Funny. that it was
1: like weird.
0: It's <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. It's you know how they come to an end.
1: Uh the police and that sticks in my head, like and then you mentioned it, but the police report states that the cottage, apart from being dirty, looked like it had not been touched in a decade. They reported the supper tray, but not the book. So the book disappeared. Ooh. The reports ruled out robbery as they discovered jewels and money in the co- cottage still. What so, the hell
0: is going on here?
1: It's still unsolved. It
0: doesn't make any sense.
1: No sense at all. How weird is that? And it'll probably never, because if, uh, this is back in the 30s, 40s.
0: How do, like? I have so many questions, and there's going to be no answers. Like, Where'd the money come from? And
1: is <sighs> probably her lover. What if... I have a lot of theories going through my head, like, being gay back in the day, and why do I always go to gay? Oh, well, it
0: could be. It could but be.
1: her lover was a male, or a female. Female, yeah. female. Oh, my God. I don't know the definition, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> female, and they ran away together.
0: Yeah. That guy, I could see that.
1: And I don't know. I don't know.
0: But why the... Why the theatrics of the skeleton and the poison? Obviously, they didn't take poison and die there because people had been there.
1: Society, not her family, would be unaccepting of
0: it. I suppose.
1: This is back, way back when. I don't know why I keep going back to it has to be because somebody was gay.
0: I mean, it could be. I it mean, it could be
1: because the world back in those days were so unaccepting. And why was she this old and not married? Yeah, like that makes no sense in my mind. And I am like, probably because she wasn't. It into could
0: be. Could be. I mean, that we've we've ta- we've talked before about how it's an issue. Like I covered Japanese adult adoption, and that you know a lot of people get adopt somebody because it's the only way they can make them a family member over there because gay marriage isn't legal.
1: That had nothing to do with gay marriage.
0: Yeah, it did. It was like half of the story was about gay marriage.
1: I don't remember any of that (laughs) half. (laughs) Well, it just should be accepted because you know what? People are who they are. And if you don't like it, it's not really your problem. You don't have to live with it. They do.
0: Anyway, nothing nothing more about our, our skeleton lady. We don't know what happened to her.
1: We don't know what happened to her. It was nineteen thirty, whatever. It's we're never nineteen forty nine at the latest. That there is no report. more information. We're they, what do they say? Twenty four hours. I can't
0: even set a Google alert because there is not going to be more information. <laughs> Twenty four
1: hours. We're past that. Sorry, yeah. uh, DNA testing isn't even going to happen because yeah. everybody is most likely not completely, there but be, everybody is most likely
0: dead. Most likely. I mean, there might be. It's possible people could still be alive. This is but Britain. Yeah.
1: They don't take care of their teeth there.
0: Yeah, I know, but they still live full lives.
1: I mean, I per mean, Austin at, Powers. The
0: queen was alive. <laughs> the queen was alive at that time. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Isn't the queen still alive?
0: Yes. That's what I'm saying. And she was also alive oh, at that time. Gotcha. So there are people who were alive. Okay.
1: Ignore <laughs> me. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I've had one and a half of these drinks, and they're about 16 ounces. I should probably have another sip of that.
0: Okay. Well okay. I will I will tell you my final story.
1: If you need to cut out that last controversial thing, feel free. We'll
0: see. Okay. My last story. Um I'm gonna talk about a guy named Paul Durham. 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 Durham like Dunham. He is from <laughs> He is from Mudford, England.
1: Oh my god, we're like on these yeah. weird names, except mine was finger yeah. link looking good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Paul spent 27 years working in the cruise ship industry. Okay. And then decided that it, he he wanted to retire but still needed a, you know, income. So he bought a little ferry boat. Okay. And he would give tours up the English Channel.
1: Did you really have to clarify with boat?
0: Well, yeah, I thought you might <laughs> have thought he bought a ferry. I don't know.
1: I haven't had that much to drink, Alan. Just throwing it out there.
0: Anyway, he didn't have like a booming tourist <laughs> business until recently.
1: Okay, how recent?
0: Um, when he, it was article written? Hold on, he now uh. gives he now gives what is called the ghost ship tour.
1: Wait, that sounds familiar.
0: It is a tour through the English Channel to look. At all the cruise ships that are docked there because nobody is cruising now because of covid
1: oh so my there god are cruise
0: ships lining the English channel and he brings people on tours and you can you can connect to cruise ship wi-Fi as you go by each oh ship. my
1: god oh my god
0: <laughs> I thought what an interesting idea for like a I don't know a thing to do going a a little surprised. He said he was very surprised at how much interest there was in these tours, but he is Uh, I'm a little
1: surprised.
0: (laughs) He is booked solid. um,
1: Are these people who want to dock the people's ships who are docked to try to find jewelry or something? They're not going on. They're not
0: coming even within touching distance of the ship. It doesn't matter. They know which
1: ships now have people who are in any other country who could not fly in yeah, to get to well, them i
0: suppose but i mean these ships are all empty
1: i know so i would take the cruise if i was a a robber okay and go i wonder if they have any jewelry or anything because nobody's going to be on that ship or i would be going they're not going to be around for a while It's a good place to sleep for a while. Yeah,
0: maybe. Maybe. I just thought it was an interesting little business idea. You know, times are tough. It's tough to figure out out new ways to make business. You lost your job
1: and you lost your house. Here's a few places you could sleep because those people aren't coming into our country for a while. I'm sure
0: they're manned by some kind of security. It doesn't
1: matter. You can get through at any point.
0: I mean, if that's the case, you could get them through at any point wherever they're normally docked.
1: See? See, it could happen. Okay, so my last thing is gonna be like super fun. I actually, was talking to Ava. Are she we doing a quiz?
0: <laughs> That's usually what you say is super fun.
1: It's super fun, Alan. Okay. It's not a quiz, kind of.
0: It's just a list of questions. <laughs>
1: it's not a list of questions. <laughs> um, Ava brought this up the other day. She kind of asked me about it, and okay. she was like. Blah blah blah. Sleep positions, yada yada. Mm-hmm. So, she asked me what sleep position. I said I sleep on my back. Mm-hmm. Like I do sleep on my back. Sometimes I sleep on my side.
0: You know, you're usually on your back.
1: But I usually am on my back. I when I was a teenager, I slept on my stomach, and halfway through my first pregnancy, I found myself on my back. Mm-hmm. Ever since then. Well, no, because even as a teen, I would sleep on my back because my friends are like, you look like you're in a casket when you sleep <laughs> because I bring my arms to my chest mm-hmm. when I sleep sometimes. There are times that my arms are off to my side and I'm like, did I push him off the bed? Is that why he's not in bed anymore? <laughs> and I'm not realizing at 6 a.m. in the morning, you're probably out of bed.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, so do you, what sleep position do you sleep in?
0: I sleep on my side and it alternates throughout the night from left to right.
1: Like arms in, arms to the side, arms out.
0: One arm under my head, the other arm to my side.
1: Okay. Do you prefer right or left? I just want to know now.
0: It all depends on how my body feels like soreness wise. Overall. 100%. Overall. I don't really have a preference.
1: You don't have a preference? No. I have a preference, it's my it's my right side.
0: I don't I don't have a preference, it's all what feels the most comfortable that day and it's something different every day.
1: If if I was to pick a side, but we know I'm a back sleeper, but if I was to pick a side, it's my right side. I usually sleep on my left because I was told during pregnancies you should sleep on your left side hmm. and Facing the left side is on the outside of the bed. So I don't have to smell your breath when you're facing on your left side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mean. I'm sorry. I love you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyways, um, if you sleep on your stomach, about 7% of people sleep on their stomach and it may help ease the snoring, but sleeping on your, in this position, may aggravate other medical conditions,
0: mm-hmm. your neck,
1: your spine. Yeah. It's not neutral position, and it could cause pain there. Um, it could put pressure on nerves, cause numbness, tingling, and a nerve pain, but it's best to choose another sleeping position. So sleeping on the stomach is just bad.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't lay on my stomach at all. My back will kill me. My neck will kill me. And no.
1: I still... Like, there are times I want to get into the stomach position, but it's an instant. I don't have my body as I did as Mm -hmm. a 15-, 16-year-old. So, I want to go into the stomach position, but my back instantly kills. Like, I can feel it in my back. Um, So, the free fall position is sleeping on your stomach, except your hands are in a different position. They're, like, tucked, turned um, to the side. Okay. Of you? Um about seven percent of people sleep like that. So it's fourteen percent total is okay. what I'm getting on your stomach. It's just depending on where your arms go. Uh do you sleep on your back, back sleeping? Um, some people who sleep on their backs may experience low back pain, which I have lower back pain. Mm-hmm. I've had it since after my first child was boring because he ruined my back. I tell him all the time, "You ruined my back."
0: <laughs> I can't sleep on my back; like it's just not comfortable. It's
1: the most comfortable position for me. I mean, I can I sleep know. on the
0: back on my back if I'm maybe on the couch or something, but like not in bed, like to go to sleep. No,
1: I don't know. But this says it can make existing back pain worse which I found funny because it actually makes it feel better for me. Hmm. Um, so it's not the best sleep position for lower back pain, which is exactly what I have. Yeah. If you suffer from snoring or sleep apnea, uh, sleeping on your back may also aggravate this condition, and you should avoid this if you're pregnant, which any pregnant woman is told. Um, there was really no positives <laughs> mentioned. Um at all with this, mm-hmm. um, other than it could help you with heartburn, which I do not have, hmm. and maybe I don't have it because of that. Oh, and wrinkles. Wrinkles.
0: Wrinkles. Wrinkles. It helps with wrinkles or it, it gives you wrinkles?
1: No, it helps with wrinkles. Okay. It's the only position that helps with wrinkles. Um people in high school used to say, why don't you smile? And I'm like, because it causes wrinkles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. Anyone will tell you who knew me. Um, the sh- the soldier position is sleeping on your back, but with your arms to your side. Yeah, About sense. 8% of people sleep like this. Uh, this is actually a poor choice for snoring and may prevent you from getting a restful night's sleep. Hmm. Blah, blah, blah. The starfish Fish position, this is the other one where I sometimes do, where my arms are up, mm. and I'm like, how is he not there? If I had the bed to myself, I would probably actually sleep like this. Okay. But I'm not in the center of the bed because you take up half of it.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: You should be. Just kidding. Um, so about 5% of people sleep this way, and you're, you're more prone to snoring and sleep problems like okay. this. Oopsies! Uh, do you sleep on your side? Um, it is the most popular and known as lateral sleeping position, and this position may be good for those who snore. It's a bunch of lies. Um, if you have some form of arthritis, sleeping in this position may make you sore. So that explains why, if I if I start off sleeping, because sometimes I do start off sleeping on the side mm-hmm. position. I normally do find myself rolling over to my back position, mm. and I've known for a few years. I've always wondered since I was 16 because of bone pain, <laughs> but I've always wondered if it's arthritis, and then it was confirmed a few years ago for me that mm. it's arthritis, so that explains why I I do find yeah. myself I, awake.
0: I definitely get sore, and it's why I flop back and forth every night throughout the night because I get sore On staying on one side too long.
1: And people can't say it's from getting old because I've felt bone pain since 16. So um, sleeping on your side could actually be good for your brain. Um, The disadvantage may appear as you age the wrinkles. And if you're a female, sagging boobs. Hmm. So it's a good thing I sleep on my back. Yeah, things don't say a wrinkle. <laughs> so the fetal position. This is the most popular. About forty-one percent of people sleep using um, the fetal position, and it, it may be a good choice for pregnant women because of this um, posture pro- improves circulation for both mother and fetus. And if you're sleeping this way, it it hurts your hips, place a pillow in between your knees, which I learned that being mm. pregnant. I don't know if lo- men I've heard ever. that. I've heard that. So, and then the log position about 15% of people sleep like this. To me, this looks like the most uncomfortable. Okay. It's sleeping on your side with your arms to your side. How is that comfortable? Like, you're stiff as a log.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's where not that saying
1: comes from, though. Like,
0: that wouldn't be comfortable What's at all. What
1: the hell is the saying? Sleeping like a log?
0: I don't You're know.
1: sound asleep as a... I don't remember exactly how that saying goes, but... Um,
0: I've only heard it People for,
1: actually sleep like
0: this. That sounds crazy to me.
1: Like, you're sleep as a... I don't freaking remember. The, the only
0: one I know is nothing to do with your position, because it's your snoring... You're sawing logs for somebody no, who's snoring. No, that's
1: not what I'm... Th- you're... A sound asleep as uh, no, it's no, not as sound no asleep as a log ear. I don't remember. I'll figure it out. I have no idea. Um, but it's good if you snore. If you have arthritis, you may wake up in pain. Hmm. The yearner position. So this they sleep on their side with their arms outstretched in front of us. I've learned this is our daughter.
0: Really?
1: Yep, she sleeps on her left side too. She said, I always sleep towards the window, so I know she's sleeping on her left side. Oh, it's because she tosses and turns, which is normal for her age. But she said she's most comfortable sleeping, and she said her arms are out, always out like this. Like, she showed me her sleeping position. I'm like, okay, so this is her. So it may be good if you have breathing problems when you snore, which I'm thinking she has the mild asthma. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is why maybe her body helps. just naturally puts her in this. Yeah. Uh, but bad if you suffer from arthritis. About 13% of people sleep like this. Um,
0: I'm starting to think after hearing this article that arthritis just causes pain. <laughs> Cause if you, seems you sleep like on your side. where you sleep, arthritis You have arthritis, arthritis
1: sleep on your back. No. <laughs> if you sleep on your back, that's a good position okay. for that. Um, the spooning position, this is the last position that this article has, um, of course, is a side sleeping position for couples. We didn't do that very long when we got together, no. but that's because I don't, I just, I need my space. Yeah, so you're kind of lucky. Sometimes I we're want to. snuggles. We are two people who spent
0: many, many years sleeping alone and got comfortable with that. Like, it
1: had nothing to do with oh, that. I okay. just, I I prefer to have my space and yeah. I'm just, and maybe that's why I've spent many years alone <laughs> because I'm very independent. I'm not a needy girly. I'm not a needy girl. Um, but it has its advantages and disadvantages. The disadvantages is couples may wake up more frequently sleeping this way, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It makes sense. Um, which is why I, I, mm, Um, You're more likely to be jolted by your partner, Mm -hmm. or if they move, it could disrupt your sleep. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But spooning allows for cuddling, too, which stimulates the release of oxytocin, which is the hormone that promotes bonding, uh, decreases stress, and may help you sleep more quickly. And I'm thinking in my head, maybe we should start spooning because... These benefits, but if you're gonna ask me to go, you have on to go to bed earlier. My side, go to sleep. <laughs> if we're gonna sooner, spoon, we have to go to
0: bed within three hours of each other. Why don't
1: you stay up later? Why is the compromise only on your side? I don't know. This is a help for both of us, oh. Alan, not just me. Okay. So for that quiz, that was that's over. Just kidding, but. There was another article that I'm really not going to get into, but I thought it was kind of fun because me and Ava were talking about it. Uh, Sleep positions, personality and dreaming, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not even going to link this because you can do any sort of research you want to. But um, sleeping on your back, personality-wise which is me, mm-hmm. associated with self-confidence. I mean, we couldn't tell that at all with no, me at all. I at have all. no confidence. Even though I'm probably the least confident person, I don't come off as confident at all. Uh, back sleepers also can be stubborn <laughs> and have high expectations for themselves and other people. Doesn't sound like anything like
0: me no, at, all. at all.
1: Definitely no, not at um, all. If the arms and legs outstretched, They're also relaxed and open-minded. So if they're down by your sides, which mine are not, you're reserved. Hmm. So I am open-minded at least.
0: Mine are kind of 50-50, I guess.
1: But But this is back sleeping. Yeah,
0: I'm not a back sleeper.
1: So you're a side sleeper. Mm -hmm. Ava sleeps on her left side. She's creative and well-educated. And they're outstretched, so she's tough on herself, and others, possibly suspicious, also curious about the world, and she confirmed that. Mm.
0: She,
1: but I already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, I thought you slept on your right side more, but you said you go back and forth. It's back and forth. But looking at this, I was more right on the right side. More likely to smoke and rely on caffeine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, you're not so creative. You are well-educated, though. Um. You do not sleep with your your sides, your arms at your sides. So you are tough on yourself and others, possibly suspicious and curious about the world, which you are. Yeah. So, that was the only quiz (laughs) was asking you about your sleep position. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer the right or left? And you wouldn't confirm nor deny.
0: Because I don't have a practice. I
1: don't have a favorite.
0: I don't have a favorite favorite color. I don't have a favorite number. I knew color was going to be the first (laughs) thing out of
1: your mouth. Because I always drill you about that. What's your favorite color? I don't have don't have one. Who the hell doesn't have a favorite color, Alan?
0: I have favorite colors. Bullshit. Here's the thing. I have favorite colors, but they change every day. And the many years we've been together i've learned that if I, your tell y- number? if I tell you my favorite color is blue today and tomorrow i tell you it's red you're gonna jump at me and be like you said it was blue
1: what's your favorite number seven cliche
0: yeah <laughs> yep
1: i love you yeah i know anyway if
0: you would like to get a hold of the show you can send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com
1: Or you can come on to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast, leave us a comment, like our page, and share, share, share everything we have to say. Because you know what? We're fun people. I'm fun people. I don't know about Alan.
0: (laughs) You can also find us on Twitter at Outlandish Casts.
1: Or come to Instagram at Outlandish Outcast, and definitely follow us there.
0: Yes, and leave a rating or review in whatever um, application or website you happen to be listening to the show on. I think um, I think that was a good one.
1: Thank goodness, because I have to pee. I've been holding it for about 20 minutes
0: now. Uh, all you had to do was stop talking, and you could have went to the bathroom.
1: That's <laughs> never going to happen. Oh, my God.
0: Anyway, have a good week, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.